Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. They didn't quite make it ahead of April Fool's Day, and now the horror show that is Brexit may stretch all the way to Halloween. Uh, who'll be spooked between now and then? We'll have a look. We'll speak to John Tong in just a moment. A one-woman campaign to keep the buses out of Royal Avenue and Donegal Place. Is it a good idea after the hoardings come down? Also, have you spent far too much money on clothes? Do you have clothes in the wardrobe? Really fabulous clothes in fine neck that you have never worn. Do you know how much money we've wasted on clothes? Billions. Not millions. Billions. And we asked the question, can Rory do it? You believe he can, but as Rory says, if we don't do it this year, sure we can try again next year. However, this could be the time for Rory to deliver the one that's missing. So 02890-33105-077-66105. It went on long into the night, it did. You would have heard the press conferences there on the news this morning with regards to the Flextension through until Halloween. But if we can sort ourselves out, we can leave before that. I'm going to speak to Professor John Tong, Professor of, indeed, uh, politics and uh, everything that's needed to be brought to the table at the University of Liverpool in, in just a moment. But uh, here's a piece of music that's relevant to it. Ah, here we go again. Tonight, the European Council decided to grant the United Kingdom a flexible extension of the Article 50 period until the 31st of October. What we need is to ensure that we have an agreement in Parliament that we can get through and get the uh, uh, necessary legislation ratified to enable us to leave. I want us to leave the EU with a deal so it's an orderly exit as soon as possible. If they ratify the withdrawal agreement before that, they can leave earlier. They will have to participate in the European elections and if they do not, uh, they will then leave without a deal on the 1st of June and uh, we'll review progress at our regular European Council meeting in June. I sincerely regret the fact that I have not yet been able to persuade Parliament to approve a deal which would allow the UK to leave in a smooth and orderly way. But the choices we now face are stark and the timetable is clear. 
Absolutely. Here we go again and again and again. Let me speak to Professor John Tong, who is indeed a professor of British and Irish politics at the University of Liverpool. A smooth and orderly fashion, John. It's hard to believe that those words are coming out of the Prime Minister's mouth. Uh, how, do, you, do you see us standing for standing candidates as MEPs? Yes, we will certainly have to take part in European Parliament elections. Whether Theresa May will still be leader of her party, the other side of those elections, is another matter. It's been anything but uh, smooth and orderly. It's been, in many ways, uh, a national humiliation going back to, to Brussels and, and begging for more time. After we were told categorically by the Prime Minister, first of all, we'd be leaving on the, twen- on, at, uh, on the 29th of March, uh, then we were told, you know, it'd be, she wanted an extension for the end of June. Uh, now we've ended up with an extension uh, up to Halloween, which will certainly spook her party and will make for a very difficult Conservative Party conference in Manchester at the end of September, uh, one month before we're due to depart. Um, and one suspects that what will ha- probably happen is that we'll end up, come October time, asking for a, for a further extension if not revoking Article 50. The line from Theresa May, of course, is, look, all you need to do is pass the withdrawal agreement that she's been getting ever closer to passing in the House of Commons, but still needs 30 MPs to change their mind on. Uh, If the withdrawal agreement is passed, we leave the European Union. So Theresa May's argument is it's MPs that are blocking our departure, not me. And that's the line that she will no doubt stick with, uh, much to the frustration, of course, of many MPs. It's interesting from our perspective that Arlene Foster is meeting Michel Barnier, I think it's today, and her main argument is that the only voice he's listening to, or the only voices are those of nationalists and republicans, he says the, the, the unionist voice is not being heard. Uh, there'll be a lot of people who will be listening to this programme who will be wondering what she's talking about. Well, the unionist voice has been heard. There have been regular meetings between Michel Barnier and the DUP, but having your voice heard is not the same as having your, your voice uh, adhered to. And there's still no movement whatsoever from the European Union in respect of the backstop. Um, they're simply not changing their mind on the withdrawal agreement. So it's, we either leave with the withdrawal agreement that's been signed off by 27 EU member states that contains the backstop that uniquely aligns Northern Ireland to the single market potentially in perpetuity, so that's why the DUP is unhappy, because it's not the same terms of departure for Northern Ireland as the rest of the United Kingdom. And from a unionist perspective, the DUP is perfectly entitled to, to be unhappy about that. But it's not going to change. We either leave with that withdrawal agreement or we come up with an alternative plan via the cross-party talks that are taking place at the moment, one that in effect will certainly mean a softer departure even than that that's contained within the withdrawal agreement. Or we revoke Article 50 and stay in the European Union. And if I had to have a bet at this stage, it would probably be on the, on the latter most, because there simply isn't consensus within the House of Commons as to what the terms of departure should be. We know what the House of Commons doesn't want. It doesn't want no deal. It doesn't want the withdrawal agreement. It, there needs to be agreement for something. Um, otherwise, you know, I, I'm not sure what changes between now and the 31st of October. Things will be reviewed in June, but who thinks that some sort of consensus is going to be magic? How many people really have faith in the Theresa May-Jeremy Corbyn talks? 
to come up with an agreed alternative to the withdrawal agreement that's satisfactory to both parties, that's satisfactory to the DUP, that's satisfactory to the Scottish Nationalists. I'm not sure. So, so people like you, John, who would have an expert eye and watch every moment of this and uh, describe it with such eloquence and clarity, you're now f- betting, put any pennies you would have, you're, you're putting it on us not leaving the European Union. I think it's probably a, a shorter-than-even-money chance now because I don't see where the, the consensus will be. You, you've got the withdrawal agreement. There isn't a, a majority for that. Uh, it's possible that hardline Eurosceptics may come round to that now and vote for it on the basis that it is only, the only Brexit they are going to get. But that line has been tried by Theresa May in the past. So whether she can persuade enough of the European research group within her own party to back a, you know, it's this Brexit or nothing line, um, I'm not sure. Then what are the alternatives? You've got to have cross-party agreement to come up with a customs union. I don't think there's going to be agreement between the Conservatives and Labour on a customs union. It would be very difficult for Theresa May to sell that uh, to her own party. Uh, You could have customs union plus single market. That's even closer to the European Union. And a second referendum. The vast bulk of Conservative MPs are against a second referendum. Uh, I, I do think as well that it was quite significant, this deadline of the 31st of October. I expected like a, a somewhat longer deadline than that. And, there might, and, it might, and it might well be extended to allow enough time for a second referendum. Clearly, the, the deadline that's been given, the 31st of October, does reflect perhaps the first internal divisions within the European Union. France, not very happy about giving us uh, an extension, certainly not a long extension, Whereas people like Donald Tusk and uh, Angela Merkel very keen on giving us the maximum possible uh, extension, which would create enough time to have a second referendum, so-called people's vote, on whether to remain or, or whether to, um, well, basically whether to, whether to remain. Um, so the, 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 put it in, in simple terms, yeah, I, I think the chances of us leaving the European Union have diminished substantially. What happens at the end of October if there's no agreement, I think probably we'll, we'll end up revoking Article 50. It's interesting the way you analyse it. For the people who are absolutely set on Brexit, 17.4 million people voted for it, and maybe even more now want to leave, maybe less, I, I, I do not know, but there are many millions within that who would see it as the most important thing to them to, to leave the European Union. It, it reminds me a bit of a recurring dream that I have where I'm sitting in a football stadium and there's a player missing off the team and the manager comes over to me and asks me to go to the dressing rooms because he'd like me to play. And I'm in the dressing rooms about to play, about to go out to be in front of 100,000 people when the rain comes on and the match is called off. I have that dream so many times. That's how the people who want Brexit will be feeling. Absolutely. 17.4 million people. Um, Okay, we don't know what type of leave they wanted because it wasn't specified on the ballot paper, but they did vote to leave. And if we simply don't leave and we end up staying, which is now more than a distinct possibility, many of them will feel betrayed. That potentially is very, very damaging for for democracy. I think there's also the very awkward issue of the European Parliament elections uh, on the 23rd of May, What's going to happen at those? I mean, in Northern Ireland, there's a, Nigel Farage's new Brexit party has said it will stand. Um, so that certainly could muddy the waters. You've still got UKIP. 
those parties are not going to stand, certainly the, the Farage one is not going to stand in Northern Ireland, they've said, but you've already got a Eurosceptic party there in, in terms of the DUP. But more broadly, what will people but do? But do, 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 do we not have two of them here? Do we, do, would you consider that where the Ulster Unionists stand? Well, you see, the Ulster Unionist Party did campaign for Remain in 2016, but, but do have said ever since that they accept the result of, of the referendum and that we, on that basis we should leave, although um, they've been far less gung-ho in terms of their approach to Brexit than some, not all, within the, within the DUP. Um, would you class the, the, the UUP as Eurosceptic these days? I think, it's, I think it's a moot point. I think the broader, the, the broader problem, though, is that people will feel, well, first of all, why are we voting to, for elections, in elections to an institution that we are supposed to be departing? Does not, this, this, surely this makes an election farcical. And secondly, I, th- I think there's the, the wider issue of people, many people in that referendum voted for the first time in their lives and they've not seen the fulfillment of, of their desires. And that, in terms of democracy, can be very damaging indeed. Now, again, it should be said, you know, the, the line that would come back from, from Theresa May and the Cabinet would be, we can still leave. It's just a case of getting the withdrawal agreement across the line in the House of Commons. No one is actually trying to thwart. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Brexit on the government side, that we, are simp- we simply cannot command a majority in the House of Commons for the only way, only method of departure, which is the withdrawal agreement approved by the European Union. Um, so we're trying to find an alternative means of departure, which means a softer Brexit. And the fact is, that in 2016, there was no distinction between the, what form of leave we should take. People weren't voting on whether to have a customs union or a customs union single market or leave without a deal. People didn't really know what type of departure uh, they were voting for. But I, I do think that the European Parliament elections are going to be extraordinarily difficult to handle and they could very well produce a, a highly Eurosceptic result, a big protest vote. Alternatively, people may just boycott them in, in, in disgust at what has gone on. Farcical is a word you used. It's very relevant. Uh, John, thank you very much indeed, Professor John Tong. Now, it uh, impacts on so many, this decision to uh, give the flextension through to Halloween. Let me speak to Ivor Ferguson, who's the UFU president of the Ulster Farmers Union. Uh, Ivor, good morning. Uh, good morning, Frank. Yeah. Is there a sense this morning that farmers can get on with the good weather we have and get out in the fields and do whatever they need to do and breathe a bit of a sigh of relief? Or is the, is, is the worry just delayed? Well, I suppose there's a couple of points to it. Um, 
the fact that um, you know we are recognised now as a third country, it really is a small comfort because they recognise that uh, the veterinary standards that we have and all. But again, sure, we were members for a good number of years, so it's no surprise that. Um, the other side of it is um, the, this extension. It does give us um, some breathing space, and provided that there's a lot of uh, headway made within the time period, you know, to come to a deal, that's really what we all want to see. Um, we wouldn't like to see um, ourselves at the end uh, of our, uh, after Halloween us back in the same position again, because you know, from that point of view, that would only prolong the agony and the uncertainty, which wouldn't be good for us. But hopefully they'll be able to spend their time constructively and come up with a deal that we all would want, to, that we as farmers would want to have. The, the possibility, John Tong saying there, that Article 50 may be revoked, we mightn't be leaving the European Union at all. Would, would, would farmers be happy enough with that? Well, I suppose... Um, the, uh, the, that's something that we haven't asked farmers, but I mean, what we always have asked for is to be able to trade freely north, south, east and west. We'll have to be able to trade with the GB being, GB mainland market, which is our biggest market by far. But we also have to trade freely with the member states, which is our second biggest market after the GB market. So as long as we can do that, that's what we as farmers would like to see. There is a lot of, I suppose, farcical activity happening politically and we are going to most likely have European elections. W- will there be an enthusiasm among farmers to, to, to go out and, and vote for people who, the three MEPs we have at the moment, farmers would have seen all three of them at times as being supportive <clears throat> of their position here in Northern Ireland. But w- w- will, will farmers be wanting to go out to vote in what could be a farce? Well, I suppose it's all hypothetical that because we're not just too sure what's going to happen. Um, but I would agree with you in that the, the MEPs that we have have spoke very well on our behalf and we have a lot of confidence in them. And um, the fact, uh, that, you know, that's something that, you know, we would be happy enough with the MP, MEPs that we have. OK, uh, Ivor, uh, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Ivor Ferguson, who's the Ulster Farmers Union uh, president, uh, looking forward to what might be an election day for the selection of a new set of MEPs or maybe the reinstating of the existing MEPs or, or possibly looking forward to Halloween when it could spook a lot of people, uh, not just the farmers. Or maybe it'll finally give some feeling of satisfaction to those who just want this to come to an end. Uh, 02890 Going to have a conversation with Tina McKenzie, who's the Northern Ireland uh, Policy Chair with the Federation of Small Businesses. How is this uncertainty and the flextension set to impact maybe you if you're running a business here in this part of the world? This is the U105 phone in. Frank Mitchell here on the radio with you. Thanks for your company. I want to speak to Tina McKenzie, who's the Northern Ireland Policy Chair with the Federation of Small Businesses. Uh, Good morning, Tina. Good morning, Frank. Tina, it's one of those days that will go down as, my goodness me, that was keeping us up late last night. But are we any further forward? Do you see some light at the end of what a lot of people are describing as the spooky Halloween tunnel? (laughs) <laughs> well, there's definite relief that we didn't uh, cross over the edge. And there's, I think, gratefulness that uh, we have got an extension. 
And people may say, you know, I've heard a lot of rhetoric around, oh, you know, the Europeans making us do this, that and the other. Remember, it was us, it was the United Kingdom that said it wanted to get out of Europe. The United Kingdom that sat for over two years and didn't get a deal in Parliament. So I think the Europeans have been flexible with this, thankfully, because it really would have been disastrous economically. And therefore, uh, from a society point of view, if uh, if we'd have been pushed and we had to go out without a, with a no deal. So all around, I think there's a bit of relief. But really where we are now, Frank, is that it's time to really get a deal sorted out. You know, we, I don't even think we should wait till Halloween. As it stands, we've got our local council elections, as you know, and the normal day-to-day business in Northern Ireland is not being done. We're coming up to our third Balmoral show with no assembly either, and things are just going from bad to worse. So I don't know if you've ever heard of the frog analogy, where you put a frog in water, and very slowly you warm the water, and you warm it, and it boils. The frog doesn't jump out. And I feel like Northern Ireland's a bit like that. The water's warming and getting hotter and hotter, and we're all just getting used to not having government, not having decisions. And sadly for us, we have got real implications in our economy for that and real implications with health and education. We've got to get Northern Ireland sorted. We've got to get the United Kingdom to get a deal. We've got to get some government in this place. Obviously, a deal would be a crisis for the Republic of Ireland and for other parts of Europe. Uh, as Sorry, no deal would be a crisis for the Republic of Ireland and other parts of Europe uh, as well. The impetus is on the United Kingdom to come up with the deal. But can you see any sign of it? Is there, is there any wisdom at all in what the Prime Minister is, is saying? Because, like, primarily she's the frog in this. <laughs> no, uh, we're the frog. We're the ones getting boiled to death. It isn't the, the Prime Minister, I'll tell you that. It is the normal people on the street that are being affected by no government and by the economy going backwards. I'm sure you've seen the recent figures that unemployment's starting to creep up again, that, you know, people are really struggling and small businesses are really struggling as well. And, you know, you said there about the Republic of Ireland would have a crisis. I, I'm sitting in Dublin right now. Republic of Ireland's doing great, and they wouldn't have a crisis, I can tell you that now. Um, they actually have been planning for two years, and they have got real plans in place. We haven't, and specifically in Northern Ireland, we've no plan. The Republic of Ireland is a very sound economical plan to 2050. What have we got? We've got nothing. No one making decisions, no one making plans for our economy. So I actually think that the Republic of Ireland is much further ahead than we are, and I wish we were in the same position because their economy is just growing and growing, the fastest uh, growth economy in Europe. And, you know, so this idea that Europe's sitting worried about us going out with a no deal, I think, uh, politically, Europe would like to keep us in because of the project, and the project being around peace around all of these islands since the First and Second World War. That's why we have a European Union. So I think there's a lot of rhetoric out there, but I think from an economic point of view, the Europeans will be okay without us. The other way around, not so. But are you really painting a picture if there was no deal, it would be a disaster for Northern Ireland, but the Republic of Ireland would be, you know, swanning about with the cigars and hats on? Surely, surely not. It's a crisis for the Republic of Ireland too. it's not a crisis. It is not a crisis for the Republic of Ireland. It's certainly a crisis for us for the, the, uh, at the moment, for the fact that we rely so heavily both on, Great Britain's trade and on the Republic of Ireland and wider Europe. The Republic of Ireland would certainly suffer. They would absolutely suffer economically. And they would also suffer from the fact that, like us, they have a land border with us, with the United Kingdom, and therefore what would happen in a border scenario. 
but there wouldn't be a crisis for them. You know, it's not going to stop their economy and put them backwards. We are such a small economy, Frank. You know, we've got 1.8 million people. We're smaller than most cities in terms of our population in GB, you know, and we're so reliant on a few small industries, um, especially our farmers and agri-food, that, you know, any push in our little tiny economy, we're a little 60, 50 to 60 billion uh, GDP. It is tiny compared to the other economies in Europe. So we've got to really protect Northern Ireland. And I just don't see anyone really doing that. I'm very disappointed that we don't have an assembly up and running. I'm really disappointed that the day-to-day issues of Northern Ireland are just not being looked after. And I am hoping that with the council elections, we, we can maybe even give the council some more responsibility and get somebody making some decisions for our place. But I think for Theresa May, the Prime Minister, I guess she's getting closer and closer Every time she does that vote, she gets a little bit closer. Um, and for us, really, we need certainty. And if the Prime Minister can get that deal through before waiting another six months until October, if she can get her deal through, then it's not perfect. But for us, we get certainty, we can settle the economy, and we can start to plan for growth again. Well, you, you do say nobody's protecting Northern Ireland. Arlene Foster's over today meeting Michelle Barnier. She would argue that she's protecting Northern Ireland, and she's certainly protecting, in her opinion, the union. Well, you see, this is, this is the thing about our politics, you and I know this. The most important thing to the DUP is the ideology of the union. The most important thing to Sinn Féin is the ideology of the Union of Ireland. The most important thing to me are the people and the economy of Northern Ireland. I want the union for the people of Northern Ireland. I want Northern Ireland to do well. I will never put an ideology above putting bread and butter on the table but that before giving children an education, before getting cancer victims their treatment. How can anything be more important than providing what people deserve? I just don't get it. Tina McKenzie, thank you very much indeed. Tina McKenzie is the Northern Ireland Policy Chair of the Federation of Small Businesses and painting a concerning picture for our future here in Northern Ireland if things aren't sorted out soon. Uh, 02890 Good morning to you. This is the U105 phone. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. 